today's episode, Dr. Kashi dives into the fascinating realm of human BS, uh, belief systems, all while looking through the lens of the SRO model. You'll examine distinctions between rational and distorted beliefs, reveal just what kind of directions you give yourself to follow, and how you can use that to shape distorted BS into rational and constructive uh, BS. Roll the intro! Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. And everyone knows coffee sounds like that. Good morning. <laughs> this lesson apparently has fully functional tech stuff, so you'll get the full song and dance today from where the previous lesson got a bit jumbled. Additionally, you're getting a little more information and perspective about humanity's BS, okay? The belief system, as it were. Get a some spoilers there in terms of terminology, right? So you put, put Tiny T back in action here. Whoops! Tiny T's back in action. Again. Okay. T-Cans, SRO model, again and again and again. Burn it into the old noggin, okay? A little more into humanity's belief system, the BS holding humanity together, okay? And examples how of how what you believe about food eating in your body ultimately determine what you do about food eating and your body. The BS you harbor about food eating and your body influences your frustrations about food, your guilt about eating, and anxiety about your body, which ultimately leads to what? Self-sabotage, okay? This assumes that you already have an idea of what to do. You already have an idea of what you want. And for whatever reason, making that jump, making that jump, this SRO accounts for that, okay? That eternal, <laughs> that eternal frustration. Okay, remember the, 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 uh, the paradox of the fat perfectionist, you know? Okay, that actually reminds me, uh, like, <laughs> you're in for a rough time, right? If what you do conflicts with what you believe, right? If what you want conflicts with what you believe, then what you do will be in conflict with the values you have, and you see how that would give somebody a rough time and possibly build some impulses that prompt some silly self-sabotaging behaviors, hmm? Let's, let's put TK's SRO model to work for you, okay? Starting with the customary review of SRO. Now, SRO is a robust, it's a robust schematic illustrating the interactions between cognition Okay, what you be thinking, your emotion, what you be feeling, and your behavior, what you do about it. Okay, frustrations about eating, guilt about food, and especially embarrassment and anxiety about your body and the sorts of impulses and self-sabotaging behaviors that may cultivate, right? S stands for stimulus. S stands for stimulus. Typically a frustrating stimulus, something getting in the way of what you want, okay? R stands for response. A stimulus leads to a response. What you do to shrink, avoid, or resolve that stimulus. Just make a straight line here. Whoopsh. Excellent. Okay. Then that leads you to O, an outcome. This is a combination of the results from your response and your outlook on those results, okay? It's a combination of the results of your response and your outlook on that result. Results are either positive or negative, okay? 
come down here, results are either positive or negative. They're represented on this axis here. You can be closer to what you want or further away. Your outlook on that result is positive or negative. That's represented on the y-axis here, okay? A negative outlook is if you determine the result, positive or negative, was a disaster, <laughs> and you beat yourself up about it, essentially. Now, a positive outlook, okay? A positive outlook yields a constructive outcome. You build your tolerance to frustration, and in your newly developed resilience, you are better prepared to deal with your frustrating stimuli, present and future. Hopefully that makes sense now. Now, a negative outlook yields a destructive result where the outcome, the outcome becomes its own frustrating stimulus. Ah, okay, this is where we end up getting spicy here. The outcome becomes its own frustrating stimulus. You become even more sensitive to the same frustrations. You become even more sensitive to the same frustrations. And instead of being more prepared to deal with this frustrating stimulus, it actually frustrates you more. Hmm. On top of that, you're even more sensitive to other annoyances, hassles, and frustrations in your daily life as well. Hopefully that makes sense. Now, frustration sensitivity may manifest as something like irritability. If you stay up too long watching a movie, okay? If you stay up too long watching a movie, what kind of things might happen? <laughs> Okay, you might oversleep and then show up to work late. Okay, now what happens then? You might get chastised by your boss and then you may be short with people the rest of the day. Okay, you were late and your boss chastised you. All right, you respond by being short and irritable with people and the outcome of something like that you really have to, like, you can imagine, okay? Now, you are a little more sensitive to any other frustration during the day, right? Your boss chastised you. That was a frustrating stimulus. And then you can work yourself up about all sorts of other stuff during the day, stuff that may have, may have been fine any other day, but today they're even nastier. And that is because you've sensitized yourself to stimuli. Hopefully that makes sense. Now, what happens when you get home? Maybe when, when you get home, you wind down. Right? And you may eat a little bit more and drink a little bit more. And while watching something that, you guessed it, goes well beyond your bedtime. Okay, You worked up when you get home. And you respond by eating a little bit more, drinking a little bit more, and watching a little bit more. And the outcome of that, going to bed a little bit later, guess what that does? Okay, See how this ends up? Right? The whole process starts over again on top of the extra calories, but with more coffee and more rage the next day. And as time goes on, eventually becoming more extreme forms of frustration sensitivity with binge eating and binge drinking and self-hatred when life is overwhelming and it feels like the world and, and everything and everyone is it is against you. Okay. Now, what ultimately determines if stimuli are overly frustrating? Okay. What ultimately determines if stimuli are overly frustrating? What ultimately determines if you have a practical or foolish response to your frustrating stimuli? What ultimately determines if you have a constructive outcome where you build resilience and tolerance to life's frustrations? And what ultimately determines if you have a destructive outcome where you become more sensitive and more easily overwhelmed by life's frustrations? Well, your BS, select the right tool here. Your BS does that. Your BS has an influence on what stimulates you and how much. Your BS has influence over whether or not you have a practical or foolish response. And your, your BS definitely has an influence, actually, 
swap a doodle of the sides here for the sake of aesthetics. There. And your BS definitely has an impact on the sort of outlook you have on the results you get. All right. Now your belief system consists of two main components. Your belief system consists of two main components. It's here. Excellent. Your belief system consists of two main components. Your rational beliefs here, which are dictated by these sorts of characteristics on the left, and your distorted beliefs, which are dictated by the sorts of characteristics on the right. Now, eons of philosophy and textbooks, they debate this stuff, and thankfully you can take it into the context of your own life. It's important to remember that they are two separate things. Rational and distorted beliefs are two separate things. People might think that, you know, one's on the left, one's on the right, and it's on a continuum, but they both exist at the same time. That's super important to know. Okay, it's important to remember that they're two separate things and therefore they can and do exist at the same time. You can and do have simultaneously rational and distorted beliefs. Why? Because you do. That's humans for you. Okay, <laughs> more philosophical discussions on a, on a future lesson if that's something you're interested in. All right. Now, the weight and number of each the rational and distorted beliefs determines if you have primarily constructive or destructive outcomes with your mind and body. Okay, conditionally speaking, you need both to survive and thrive. Thinking and acting impulsively, okay? Thinking and acting impulsively can save your bacon in a pinch, like jumping out of the way of a moving car, while thinking and acting rationally can have you retiring in your dream home with your dream body because you carefully collected data while making and acting uninformed decisions from that data. Therefore, if you're chronically sabotaging yourself and your progress and becoming overwhelmed and down on yourself because of how terrible your results are, Okay. Then in all likelihood, you're harboring too many distorted beliefs about food and eating in your body and or you are holding on to those distorted beliefs too strongly. That's what that means. Okay. Well, if you believe in the premise, if you believe in the premise that your beliefs influence your thoughts and actions and your actions are consistently proving to take you further from what you want, if your actions are consistently producing negative results and you're consistently having a negative outlook on those things, well, it stands to reason based on the aforementioned premise that something in your belief system about food, eating, and your body is amiss. It is amiss. Cultivating a little too much of this stuff over here, okay? A little more, little too rigid, a little too conflicting, okay? A little too general. Lots of frustration, a little more harmful. These are the basic differences, okay? A rational belief is flexible. A rigid belief is more distorted, or is, is a distorted belief is more rigid. A rational belief is more logical. A distorted belief is more conflicting. A rational belief is more specific, and a distorted belief is more general. A rational belief is more functional. It gets you closer to where you want to be more often, and a distorted belief creates more frustration, takes you further away from what you want more often, okay? And a rational belief overall helps you more, your mind and your body. Generally speaking, you net a positive over time. And disturbed beliefs, they are generally harmful, okay? Generally conducive to things like self-sabotage. Hopefully those differences make sense, okay? In other words, what you believe about food eating in your body, if it directly conflicts with what you believe, well, sorry, that came out strange. If what, you <laughs> if what you believe about food eating in your body directly conflicts with what you do about food eating in your body, 
okay? And what you want, that's where a lot of this conflict comes from. This means that what you believe probably conflicts with what you want, okay? If what you're doing conflicts with what you believe, there we go, then you're going to create yourself some misery, essentially, and that misery is going to manifest as self-sabotage, essentially. Therefore, you must act in direct conflict with what you believe to make progress in order to make any progress, and that's miserable, right? Consistently acting in conflict with what you believe is one of the single most misery-inducing experiences any human can have. This is mostly why you can make progress sometimes, but you almost always lose it. You're acting in ways that conflict with your beliefs, and that is miserable. That's miserable. For that reason, if you have an intellectual understanding of what to do to solve your problems, if you have an intellectual understanding of what to do to solve your problems, okay, for instance, eating enough food for your desired result and moving your body on purpose and with purpose, and you tack on some distorted beliefs on top of that, like, I would prefer to have a beautiful and functional body and eat the things I want to eat and feel good in my own skin. Therefore, I must eat perfectly. I have to exercise impeccably and I need these results. But the results are always, back to tiny t, but the results are always horrible, okay? And when I rebound back, it's a disaster. And even worse, it's too hard. It's too hard. It's too much work to be worth it. I can't stand it. And now that I keep failing, I am a failure because I suck and I'm weak and I will always be fat and frumpy and et cetera, et cetera. So why bother? Why bother? Aha. You see, this is what a negative outlook on a result looks like. Can you see that if you believe these things that you could find a way logically to make practically any outcome, any outcome, except for the absolutely perfect outcome, of course, a crappy outcome, to make practically any result look, to, to make practically any good result look bad, and to make practically any bad result look worse, hmm? thereby frustrating you even more, cultivating more drastic measures and more impulsive behavior, and how it feels like your body is working against you, your family and friends are working against you and hoping you fail so that you can finally give up on all this trying to make yourself better nonsense. And even like, like the world is taking a poop on you, okay? In many cases, this is because of what Dr. Ellis calls jumping from A to C, okay? If you were truly aware at the time of what you believed and how you treated yourself in the moment, would you give it any credence? Or if you separated yourself from it, would you be able to see how absurd and damaging and distorted your thoughts and therefore actions are? instead of noticing and then being PO'd at the result and thus having a destructive outcome after the fact. Ah, okay. It appears as if the stimulus caused the outcome. A jumps right to C, skipping B, okay? where the stimulus caused the outcome. That's what's coming up next time. Stay rational. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>